When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And to the Man City Show, welcome. With me, Rob Barron, standing in tonight for Nigel Rothband, a poor substitute, but hopefully uh, one that will take you through the show. And remember, you can take the man out of Manchester, but not Manchester out of the man. Our chief guest tonight is Dave Hodgson. Good evening. Veteran podcaster who gets many endorsements on his LinkedIn account for public speaking time management and social media so it's all up to you tonight dave thank you very much it's been a big week for manchester city fans a historic week uh the hors d'oeuvre against stoke last weekend with two goals for kelechi in Acho, the big one against real madrid on tuesday night the second leg of the fa youth cup last night and a big Premier League match on Sunday against Southampton. Uh, why on earth didn't the Premier League agree to play this on Saturday? We'll come to that. But this raises team selection challenges, which I want to ask Dave about. And then, uh, what are we going to do in the Bernabeu uh, next Wednesday? So it's a brilliant time to be alive as a Manchester City fan. So let's deal with each of these in turn, but let's begin with the first leg of the semi-final at an unusually glittering uh, Etihad, though still the crowd loved booing the grotesque uh, uh, UEFA anthem. Dave, how did you feel being there? It was a real moment of taking stock of how far this club has developed since I started supporting them. And, of course, you know, you hear all the clichés, you know, we, we were you know, playing Rotherham and Macclesfield and all these teams 15 years ago. And then you see your team in this wonderful arena 
all ready for the occasion against probably the team synonymous with European football in a semi-final of the Champions League and we played magnificently. We were so disciplined, we were so ready for the occasion and more to the point, we played like a seasoned European team. We went out there with a game plan, we weren't naive, we weren't thinking, oh, we're the home team, let's go and you know walk all over them. We played a tactical, sound game and I think we've put ourselves in a very good position. So do you think uh, the... Uh, re-emergence of company has made a big difference to our defence. I think company adds something that we don't normally have just in the form of his leadership. There, there were certainly calls, I saw quite a few calls from City fans before the game saying that we should have gone with Otamendi and Mangala who have bit this season been quite a good partnership for this game because company had been looking shaky but boy did he put those doubters down because he was magnificent, he marshalled the defence perfectly he, you know, Benzema, I, I wasn't really aware of Benzema in the yeah. first half and I felt uh, Jesse was well marshalled when he came on I think the defence looked very strong, but what company gives is a real assurance, a confident presence. And between him and Joe Hart, I always feel that the defence is well marshalled and there is leadership there. People are communicating, people are talking, and that really showed. So we'll, we'll come on to Joe Hart, who's an absolute hero. But what about the combination of Fernando and Fernandinho? I think for games like that, and certainly for the game away at the Bernabeu, they are a brilliant combination. Fernando, as we've always said, is limited. He's not a player who's going to be pinging 40-yard passes. He doesn't see the sort of passes that De Bruyne and Silva see, but he is a good screen, he works hard, he tackles hard, and he is strong. And I think he was very useful in closing a lot of the space down that if you give to players like Modric, to players like Kroos, they will really take advantage. Fernandinho works like a Trojan he runs so well he I think he is a more gifted technical player I think he links things up well and again those two were have been brilliant throughout this Champions League campaign and again were critical to our performance on Tuesday well I think that you're right but and I also think that the manager has to be applauded for the difficult uh, selection decisions he's made in the last two weeks but what about the loss of silver First of all, how serious was that? And secondly, was it right to replace him with Ihinacho? I think it was a real shame that Silva went off because Silva, more than anyone in that team, I feel, understands possession football, understands how to hold possession. He, he very rarely loses the ball. He, he sees passes, but he also knows when not to attempt a pass. He knows when to look back and to find a, a safer option. We had geared our tactics around David Silva for that game. We had a bit more, you know, we had him and De Bruyne interchanging a bit. De Bruyne offers a very different threat, but Silva was a very key part of how we'd set up. And when he went, we did not have anyone we could bring on who could play that specific role. De Bruyne gets moved in, but you lose some of his effectiveness. And really it was, Ihenacho was... It would really have been Ihianacho or Sterling. I think it was the right choice to go with Ihianacho, who in turn was not played in position. But in doing so, we had to change formation. We had to change our game plan, which was unfortunate, but it was unavoidable. And I think we coped with it quite well. But whereas we could have maybe nicked something with silver on the pitch, I think it put us at a definite disadvantage when that happened. Okay, so... 
We're, we're in the game uh, at the end of 90 minutes, which is what we wanted. And without Joe Hart, uh, we might not be in the game at all. What was his contribution like? Joe Hart had a very quiet game until we, got, we get to that point of sustained Real Madrid dominance in the second half. And what makes him a world-class goalkeeper, and I, I stand by my use of the word, word, word world-class here, he is a fantastic keeper principally because his concentration does not seem to go. He can have a very quiet game and get called on, what was it, two or three times he got called on, probably in the whole game, and he made fantastic saves. His positioning was great. And, you know, for, for many keepers who have been left untested for so long, you might have seen a drop in performance, but not Joe Hart. And I think the thing that summed up his performance for me was a brilliant kick he did in the second half to set, I think it was De Bruyne away down the left. Mm. And for someone whose distribution has been so faulted this, yeah. you know, in recent seasons, and in turn there's been questions, will Guardiola try and bring into Stegen or Neuer or a keeper who can distribute better? I think Joe Hart would be foolish to risk losing him. And what a game he had. And I think he's, he's developing as well. He is turning into one of the very best keepers in the world. It's very interesting, isn't it? I thought that Madrid were clearly the dominant side in the second half but they didn't really have a direct chance until the 71st minute when they hit the crossbar and then Hart's two saves were right at the end you know after 79 minutes and shortly afterwards so it does show uh, you're right about his ability to to concentrate but overall uh, do do, do you think uh, the crowd behaved as as well as they should have done in terms of the support that they gave? I think... I never, I never feel the acoustics at Eastlands makes itself... Um, you know, lends itself to the big occasion in the way, say, you, you talk about Anfield, you talk about um, Signal Aduna, you talk about some of the big European arenas. Um, I don't feel the Etihad necessarily engenders that sort of atmosphere and has that sort of acoustic value. But I think, you know, it was, it was certainly the best atmosphere I've ever seen at that ground. Full credit to the club for the atmosphere created as the teams walked out with the, with the flags and the fireworks. And I think we, we did well to create a, a, a big occasion. And I think the players rose to that. Um, there were certain performances where you felt these players were hyper-motivated. And of course, that's the occasion. But also, I think the fans played a major role in that too. We, we should remember that this is the first European semi-final that City have been in for 46 years. And the last time they, they played Chelsea in the semi-final of the Cup Winners' Cup in 1971. And I was there for both legs. Oh, wow. And the City team included Ron Healy in goal, Tony Book... Uh, Mike Summerby, Francis Lee and Luigi Boya. So it, it doesn't come around very often and it's good that everyone has seized the opportunity uh, to celebrate this, this uh, unique event and let's hope it continues uh, next week. So uh, as if that's not enough, uh, we now have to cope with the injury not only to Silva but to Yaya and to put out some kind of team to try and get three points against Southampton on Sunday. No easy matter. It's not, and I think it's gonna, it, it is a critical game. We, can, we can't forget this, that we are, whilst we are going, you know, the Champions League is our focus, and understandably is our focus, we need top four. It's going to be an embarrassment for the club if we don't have um, 
if we, if we if we don't give Guardiola Champions League football. A lot's going to be settled in this game between United and West Ham that goes on um, just before the end of the season. They mm-hmm. play each other at at um, I think it's at Upton Park. Yeah. Um, but you know this Southampton game is important because Southampton are not completely out of the European running. They've had a very they've had quietly a very good second half of the season. Yeah. They've got a very good keeper in Fraser Forster, and I think you know obviously they they do pose as a threat. What we have to do, though, is we have to pick sensibly. This is a game where, you know, you want to see your Nasris and Delfs and Mangalas come into the team to maybe rest players we're more concerned about. I will probably start a Nacho for that game. I think one of the very interesting things we've seen, or seen we saw from the Stoke game, which I'm sure we'll come on to, was... Um, that Ihe Nacho has now seemed to have replaced Bonnie in the pecking order as the number two striker. Um, and I'd like to see Ihe Nacho give him the chance to play against Southampton because we do not want to risk anything happening to Aguero. We do not want to risk anything happening to Aguero and I'd also consider resting De Bruyne for that game. So you wouldn't play, would you not play Aguero even though he seems determined to want to play? I would definitely not play Aguero against Southampton. And do you give no credence to the possibility that Bonnie should play to keep Ihinacho in, in reserve for next week? I would like to think that Ihinacho will not need to start at Real Madrid. Um, there is obviously a chance that he, he will do. Um, my, my dream situation is Yaya Torre is back. Yaya can play in behind Aguero and we have De Bruyne and Navas on the wings. But assuming Yaritori is not back, we may need a Hianaccio for midweek. And if so, we may have to tolerate Bonnie. But I do feel it slows our play down. I do feel he lacks a cutting edge in front of goal. Whereas Hianaccio is fearless. He takes his shots on and actually has a, one of the best goals per minute ratio. I believe it's 80, it, it takes you know, 80 minutes per goal this season in the Premier League. Yeah, he had a quiet game against Real Madrid, but he was still uh, featured in a couple of opportunities that probably uh, Bonnie wouldn't have been flexible enough to be engaged with. And of course, it's very difficult to come on in the middle of a game. And he's not a winger. I mean, he was effectively playing on, I believe it was the left wing for that game. And yes, he gives a lot of youthful energy, he's very quick, and people don't really have a form book to deal with him on, which is all, you know, always an underrated factor. But I wouldn't say that, um, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't blame him for that. It's a huge occasion. He was played out of position and I think he, he handled it manfully. Yeah. OK, so let's just uh, reflect a little bit about what's going to happen at the Bernabeu. You've got your ticket ready. I certainly do. And Very uh, excited. Your hotel all prepared. Hotel all prepared, yes. It's going to be a, it's, it's an exciting trip and a trip I uh, absolutely never thought I'd make with Manchester City. So it's a trip of a lifetime. Absolutely. Okay, now I want to read out a text from Sam, a third-year history undergraduate student taking his finals at Nottingham University, proving that nepotism is alive and well on this programme, just like uh, SpongeBob <laughs> SquarePants suggested. <laughs> Uh, do you agree with Gareth Bale's praise for City in the Times this morning that City are now firmly among Europe's elite? I think it's difficult to say who is amongst Europe's elite now because you know it's how you band it. Obviously, there is Real, well, there is, there is Barcelona and Bayern who are the best teams out there. You've got this sort of second tier as well of Atletico, City, Real Madrid, you know, other teams who, you know, it's amazing that Barcelona have not got this far because they have been far and away the best team in Europe, I think most people would agree this season. 
I would say we are up there. I would, I would definitely say we are the best English team in terms of overall players, playing quality on our day, etc. And I'm sure Leicester City fans will be furious with me for saying that because they will claim now they have the evidence to say that they are. But, you know, we are... I think we have come on leaps and bounds this season, improving not just that we have the quality of players, because we already knew that, but that we can play the tactics that will allow us to get results in Europe. And that has been a big difference for us this season. Yeah, so uh, I was reading Vincent Company's view about what has to be done uh, next week, and he described it quite correctly as a career-defining game. Uh, we'll just need to stick to the game plan, he said. The longer we're in the game, the more we get a chance. So is this, count- is this a signal that it's going to be counter-attacking football? I think it's fairly inevitable that it's going to be played like that. Um, for me, this is, this is good for us. There's been a number of people who've said now, advantage Real Madrid, because we don't take a lead from our game at home. I disagree completely. I think... The advantage is now for us. You know, if that game was played on the basis that if Real Madrid scored, we would be in real trouble. And I think that is completely the correct approach because we now go into this game. Someone I I was reading was comparing us to the Matador. You know, we're going in and, you know, we are, you know, we are the one who is sort of has has the power in the situation. If we score, Real Madrid are in in a lot of trouble very quickly. Because you know they have to get two goals back, and we know how to defend. We we know how to close them out. For some reason, we seem to know this in Europe and not in the league. But that's a whole different point. If you compare City's defence uh, against Newcastle with how they played against uh, Real Madrid, it's just unbelievable. It's... I mean, they were so secure on Wednesday night in comparison to the shambles that has been their back four for much of the season. That that must be very encouraging. But, I think, but, but do you think that, um, do you, first of all, do you think that Ronaldo will play? Well, I'm hearing um, today there are rumours that what's actually, what kept him out on Tuesday night was in fact a hamstring tear, which suggests he will be out longer than, um, longer than expected. I mean, that would be a huge boost for us because Ronaldo is almost the epitome of their you know, direct play. He's so quick, so clinical, and you, know, you, you lose him for a second and you're probably 1-0 down. Um, you know, it, would be, it would be a great thing for us, no doubt, to not have him on the field of play. But that said... Gareth Bale has many similar attributes and can pose a very similar threat, but we, we contained him perfectly. And full credit to Gail Clichy, who seemed to have him in his pocket for most of the game. I think Ronaldo being out would obviously be a huge boost, both in terms of um, psychology and in terms of they, they lose their best asset. But really, I think we have to focus less on who they can play and more on how we set up, how we play that counter-attacking football that we played so effectively against PSG, against Seville, and against well, and against Real Madrid in that second half. Well, Sam in Nottingham reminds us that uh, Real's defence is notoriously ill-disciplined, but it wasn't ill-disciplined uh, on Tuesday night, was it? Well, it depends how we term ill-disciplined. I think ill-disciplined in the sense that they didn't concede many chances. Correct, they were very good. But as I said before the game, there are some horrible players in that back line. Pepe, who is, you know, seems to play like a caged animal. You know, he, he has this sort of primal anger in him, it seems, when he goes in for tackles. And Ramos, as well, has a real record of getting booked. There was... 
Pepe got booked early on in the game and I thought that could be a risk for them. Ramos should have been booked early on for a horrible tackle at the edge of a penalty area. There are cards in those players. And Marcello as well is known for having this aggressive side to his game. Certainly if we run at them, we use our pace as De Bruyne did, Aguero can, although he was a little subdued. You know, that those are players we can target and often are known to make very rash challenges. So would you make any changes to the team? Well, you have to make changes because we'll have to make changes because it's unlikely that Silver will play. So how will we cope with that? I would like to see Yaya Torre in behind the striker um, for his overall threat. Hopefully he will rise to the occasion. You know, Yaya Torre is known to be quite a good player in big games, certainly back in, his, back in the earlier days of his City career. And he knows the Spanish league. He knows, he knows how these players play. I think he could pose a real threat behind the striker and we'd have De Bruyne and Navas on the wings. I mean, the dream is we have silver. But a, a half-fit silver, as we've seen at points this season, can be very much lacking in effectiveness. And it's a big shame we can't have Nasri for that game. Yeah, I mean, well, Nasri is, it's a shame, but it's inevitable, really, that when he was injured, it wasn't thought that he would be able to get back uh, before the end of the season. So you can't blame uh, the manager for making that call. It's Absolutely just, not. It's I mean... just unlucky. And one of the things that Yaya will bring to the team, if he does play, is height, because City looked a bit vulnerable to set pieces and corners uh, well, against Real Madrid. Well, you look at the two saves we spoke about from Joe Hart, both were from in-swinging corners. Yeah. And, you know, one Pepe found himself completely unmarked, five yards out from goal. Somehow Hart gets, gets it away. And there was another one, was it Casemiro got a, um, yeah. got a chance in from, again, from a very similar set piece. And one of the things that always really concerns me, and I, I have my heart in my mouth every time I see us defending a corner, is we don't put people on the posts. Yeah. What is the trend of not putting players on the post? I mean, we, have, we often have a couple of smaller players in the box, why don't we put them on the post? What, what, why are we putting them to win headers? Having someone there is always effective because you, you narrow down the opportunity for the of places these guys can put it in. And granted, Hart did a very good job of keeping these things out, but I'd love to see us put players on the posts for these corners. I've been surprised, frankly, at how well Clichy and Sanya have played for us this season. And they clearly now are the number one uh, wing-backs or full-backs or whatever we call them, uh, outclassing Zabaleta and, and Kolarov. Uh, and I think that was shown uh, against Real Madrid as well, wasn't it? Absolutely. Um, I was incredibly impressed. For me, the man of the match for that game would have been Gael Clichy. For, firstly, he kept Bale so quiet. Yeah. So, so quiet in the first half. Bale only came more into the game when he was moved onto the left and was... Um, Running at Sanya, Navas covered excellently again. I think I'll, I'll come on. I'll come on to Navas because I think he had a very good game as well. But I thought Clichy really was so effective at dealing with Real Madrid's raids down the right. Sanya again is a very solid. When he goes forward, he has an excellent cross on him. And when we when we need to defend, he's like a third centre back just by his pure size yeah. and and his ability in the air. And of course, we're all, you know it, it is a shame to say, but Zabaleta does seem to have fallen off in recent recent weeks. But it's well, he it's had a reassuring. good game against Stoke. I, I, he did have a good game against Stoke. It was a wonderful overlap uh, that he made in order to feed Ihenacho. But we um, talked there about the attacking 
points of his game. Defensively is where I think he's been so vulnerable this that's, season. That's a fair point. So in summary, what we'd like to send a message to Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, we wish you well. May your doctors take a long time to confer. And I, I think it's wisest that you don't play uh, on Wednesday night to, to protect your, your good health. Have a night off, mate. I think you, we, we all agree you deserve it. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, um, can we just uh, reflect a little bit on uh, City's youth team who splendidly got to the FA Youth Cup final and sadly lost 4-2 on aggregate uh, last night to a compelling uh, Chelsea team. Uh, I think they played uh, well in both legs and I saw the second leg and unfortunately uh, City's goalkeeper... Daniel Grimshaw made a, uh, a bad mistake to let in the first goal just on the stroke of half-time. But what, what is incredible is that the next day, today, uh, Grimshaw sends a message on Twitter apologising to all my teammates and staff who've worked so hard all season to win uh, this, this cup, gutted to have costed the team the final tonight. And what happened was that hundreds of City supporters tweeted back saying, don't be, don't be silly, you know, you've had a great season and uh, one mistake, it doesn't mean anything. It's a test of your character to see how you come back. And what I really liked, and it's interesting that it happens after Mourinho has gone from Chelsea, is that Chelsea put on a, t- uh, a tweet to say uh, that he played well, he shouldn't blame himself. He'd had a fine season and the best of luck to him. Now, that's the kind of spirit in football that we want to see. And there's so many good players in that youth team who can go all the way that it is very encouraging to see. And it, it certainly shows a level of humility, both from the player and from Chelsea Football Club, which is, you know, it, it is refreshing to see that these players, you know, do feel that they have a duty to the fans and a duty to their teammates, etc. And it's always a good attitude to see. The thing that... I sort of notice about the Youth Cup, and I was I was at the um, the leg at Stamford Bridge last season of the Youth Cup final, which was the same teams. Yeah. Um, and I looked around. You know, there were some very good players. You know, for us we had you know Angelino, Maffeo. Um, there were some very exciting players in that squad who, who people were touting for the first team. And it they were the same with Chelsea. You know, Dominic Solanke, um, Tammy Abraham's. You know, players who were. You, know, often, you often hear talked about as future England prospects. Tammy Abrahams was formidable last night. He, he is a he's a very very good player. Yeah. You know, and I remember they put on a, a front three who were all sort of six foot three, six foot four, and <laughs> it was you know they were very difficult to deal with and looked very talented players. But so we've had a youth cup final for the last two years. I, I don't know. I think there might be, might even be three. I, I can't remember whether well, certainly City and Chelsea got very far two years ago. Um, of two clubs with clearly very good youth systems who are sort of noted in football for not producing many young players. So, you know, you see, again, Chelsea have got Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Now we've got Ian Nacho, who's sort of come through the youth system relative... Well, he came into it relatively late, but has been playing for the youth teams and coming through. But these are two clubs who are noted for not bringing many young players through, but are dominating the youth scene. For me, that that is a little concerning, that we have these, these quality young players who somehow are not being able to make that next step. And it's, it, I wonder how, as a nation, we can facilitate those players' progression. Well, it's a structural issue, isn't it? Because we don't want these players to go to minor leagues in Europe 
uh, and not be seen again after they've they've been schooled in 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 uh, the the youth teams. Uh, so it's uh, it's over to you, Pep, to see uh, what you can do about that. And he has a wonderful track record of it. And you know, I, I I do hope that he he continues his sort of ideology that we saw at Barcelona of bringing young players through, developing them, and allowing them to flourish in the first team. Uh, just before we move on to our final point, there was one tweet I particularly liked from a Mancunian who was saying to Danny Grimshaw, uh, "I scored two own goals in the Manchester Sunday League final, one of them from the halfway line." You'll be all right, lad. I wish I'd seen. A was go- it Jamie Pollock? I don't know. <laughs> I wish I'd seen that. But we also saw Joe Corrigan, who was made many more mistakes than Daniel Grimshaw has made turn into a very fine England goalkeeper. So finally, uh, what about the game against Stoke City? Started off in a way that looked as though it was going to be very difficult, but uh, it didn't end up like that. It's always an interesting one playing a team like Stoke at this time of the season because you feel that they're not really playing for so much. And you were lo- I looked at their squad and there's some very talented players in there. I, I think Arnautovic has been not one of the standout performers of the season, but a player who's sort of been very impressive, um, you know, certainly at the first half of the season. And remember, this is a side who took us apart yeah. in December. They played incredibly well against us at, at the Britannia and looked very, very well-drilled and effective. And everyone was saying, credit to Mark Hughes, he's got them playing. They seemed a bit lacklustre. They didn't seem to have, you know, you could tell that they're almost already on the beach. But what, from our side needs to be brought out is there's been a bit of a change here that for a while we were playing Bonnie as the second striker and now Nacho got the nod ahead of him yeah. and boy did he deliver he you know he, he was confident he was fearless and he got two two goals clinical finishing particularly the last one very composed very cool head on him very good finish and I think you know there is a there is a real player in there a re, a, both a player brimming with youthful, youthful vibrancy, work rate, effort and energy, but also a seasoned finisher, a cool, composed striker went in front of goal. And, you know, we, we, United keep talking about Anthony Martial, who they've paid all this money for, who exhibits these traits. We've got ours for free. Yeah. And he, I think he's got the potential to go as far as he wants in this game. It's always nice to score four goals against Mark Hughes, uh, who puts so much emphasis on defence. And apparently today he's being talked about as the next manager of Everton. So uh, we'll see, see well, how that goes. I feel very sorry for Everton, if so. I, I, you know, I had very strong views on Mark Hughes as Manchester City manager. Felt tactically he put us back quite some way. And, you know, I... I I don't. I think he can be very effective to a certain level, but does he have what it takes to achieve more than Martinez has done at Everton? I'm not so sure. If we only had Elano to play on Wednesday night, then I would be a <laughs> bit more confident. But finally, do you want to make a prediction about Wednesday, or do you just want to savour the moment? I think whatever happens, we have to take stock of the fact that this has been a magnificent Champions League run. We didn't expect this, and we have shown a maturity during the course of this Champions League campaign that we, you know, is, is very, very, very pleasing to see and shows we're ready to push on to the next level. It could, all, it could all end here. You know, we're going to a Real Madrid side who I believe have scored 16 goals at home in the Champions League this season and con- conceded zero. But I don't know. We 
have the potential to do it. We've played our best football counter-attacking. I think we may get a goal. And if we're disciplined, who's to say we can't do it? I'm going to be confident and I'm going to go with one all with us progressing on away goals. Well, that's absolutely the way to go. Uh, Travel well. Uh, It's a great time to be a City supporter. Thank you all for listening. Thank you very much. This is a Playback Media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. For all our other football titles, go to playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.